Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's 5 o'clock. Lawrence under center. Going to sweep over and where do they mark it? No. No. He did not get there. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Nobody's quitting on this team. The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you have a nice little Friday and staying warm out there. It's Rob yeah. and Souk, your sports bros. I'm Rob. That's Souk. Dipping temps. Subra. I guess Slide the up. snow has hit Salem, I'm hearing reports oh, uh, no. down there, so could be coming. Uh, Will Ortner is over there. He's been quiet today. What's up, dude? Well, Klondike Will you guys Ort- have been talking. Klondike Will Ortner is not phased by the weather. He he will come in, range, sleet, snow. It's like the post office of the fan. He'll be here. I got to pay rent somehow. <laughs> That's right. He sleeps on the couch. It's happened twice. Coming up tonight in the club, do you know who's playing the uh, – Super Bowl halftime. Uh, I do remember this being announced. Um, and I'm trying to. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I think I forgot. Right. I remember it being somewhat underwhelming. Well, I'll remind you, and I will. I need to ask you a question because I am shockingly unfamiliar. What with their works? <laughs> you shockingly. Oh well, last year was because my wife was chastising me for this. Today. Will I be familiar? You should. Is it a young person? Well, it's from your, I think, from your heyday. I mean. Buddy, from, I'm in my heyday. It's from his heyday? Well. My heyday's continuing. It's like 26. I know, but. Well, you might be a little young then. I don't know. I, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm totally unfamiliar, and it's it's quite shocking. My, my <laughs> wife chastised me for it greatly today. So we'll get to that. That's in the club. Joey Harrington, 530. Uh, we'll talk to him about Dan Lanning staying, Kalen DeBoer going. Uh, right. Oh, and then Robin the Bank is next. Yeah, I've already got Bucks picks, and there's a bunch of exotics in there. <laughs> Good old Bucks, who at some point is coming back. Well, we he's think. at least he, he's not dead. He told me today he's back in two weeks, and he said he was pissed at me. And I said, I said for Robin the Bank, the only picks that get counted are the picks that air. Yes. Okay. You can't just because last week he sent me his picks after the segment. Oh. And we count. didn't air him. And that's why I told him. I said, the bank was not open, bitch. 
And he's like, well, that sucks. I went like, f- I went five and one. I'm like, I, I, I don't care. You tough, send him after the segment. Tough cookies, man. We got strict deadlines here. Very similar to Ortner crying yesterday. He's like, oh, I'm so good. And I Wasn't do all, I win all these. I was defending myself from your On the show, acts. Will Ortner is 0 and 3. That's it. Went 3 and 0 yet. Fact. 0 and 3. Sorry, Will. You're, you're, when the lights shine brightest, you got to show up, Michael Penix. It's sad that you guys are quoting old and ancient history instead of quoting the new history. You're quoting textbook so edition. So we got a lot like of babies 12. on this segment. Seriously. Hey, show up, exactly. make, make some picks, own your ass, have some winners, and yeah. win the damn win the season. I went through like a horrid four week you stretch did. there. You didn't hear and me. And guess bitch. what? I'm back up. You're back up. Yeah. You've won both of your uh, ten, ten unit plays. Yeah. And I think. Well, let me just check. I'll tell you. Yeah, in terms of units, yeah. none of us are great. No. But you're leading the way. Yeah, I'm back up in the plus. Yeah, Will, so just shut up and deal so with it. So shut up. Fucking Gen Millennial, whatever the hell you are. Shut up. I'm Gen Z, and I'm 3 0, you ancients. You guys shut up. <laughs> shut up. Hey, will you shut we up? We are ancients, though. I'll, I'll own that. Oh, 100%. Uh, all right, the hot five at five. Hey, will you shut up? Hey, shut up. Hot shut topics, up. hot opinions. Oh, darling, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Number five. Number five. Well, I got to get some Zers in here. <laughs> Do you? Actually, it's a good point. I don't. <laughs> Let's do it anyways because uh, it won't be on robbing the bank, but they're playing the Timberwolves <laughs> tonight in the seventh game of their uh, road trip where they've been outscored by like 190 points. You couldn't set that high enough for me. I think it's 16 and a half. Load up, baby. I'm taking the Timberwolves. They're the BetQL five-star play of the day. Minnesota? No, the Blazers. Screw that. Well, I can see why they say that because when you lose by 62 the night before, uh-huh. The line will never be higher. Like I, I mean, I don't the, care. the value is Portland tonight. <laughs> uh, and, and and let me tell you something. I will never bet them. Let me just point this on this road trip minus the Brooklyn game, which they won in, in overtime. They have lost to the Mavericks one twenty six ninety seven one thirty nine one zero three to the Knicks one twelve eighty four and one thirty nine to seventy seven. And the Timberwolves have the best record in the West. Second best in the NBA. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing Blazers money line tonight. Number four. Shock the world. I will gladly load up against the BetQL five-star pick of the week. Commanders have a new GM. Oh, by the way, so the Blazers lost to Oklahoma City last night. They're playing Minnesota tonight. Okay. Commanders have a new GM. They go with the uh, Niners guy. He's the assistant GM in San Francisco. His name is Adam Peters. He started as a scout with the Patriots. He worked in the Broncos front office. He actually won Super Bowls at both of those spots. Right. He was hired by the Niners in 2017, and he's a handsome fella. People are kind of high on this, uh, the Josh Harris guy. People think that Washington's got a chance to, because it's not a bad roster. Need a quarterback, and they'll get one of those in the draft if they hit on that. There's some people that think that this Washington job uh, is pretty tasty for you know uh, the, the, yeah, the, the new GM and the coach. Get rid of Dan Snyder. Good things happen. Yeah. I, still, other, uh, I still don't understand the whole like Bill Belichick thing with people, but... In other Bay Area news, the Giants of baseball have signed fireballer Jordan Hicks for your deal, and they are saying that he will enter their rotation. And Marcus Stroman went to the Yankees. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. A lot of sneaky baseball moves right now. Well, the weather looks ice cold in Kansas City for Chiefs-Dolphins tomorrow. They're saying minus one degrees, but wind and snow expected in Buffalo for Bill Steelers. 
Uh, rumors of the game being moved to Cleveland, at least so far, are false. Uh, Buffalo will be without receiver Gabe Davis and safety Taylor Rapp. They bo- were both hurt against Miami last week. Uh, Dallas will have Stephon Gilmore and Tyler Smith. Their entire starting 22 is intact. Uh, the, tack- uh, the, tackers. the Packers list Jair Alexander and Christian Watson. Questionable. The Cowboys only have one person on their entire uh, yeah. IR list. And it's their backup quarterback. Yeah, Cooper Rush. And well, his, why? How's he hurt? He's sick. Oh, what a bitch. That's the, he's the only one. He's questionable with an illness. So, look, you get to this point in the year, health is a big deal. And Dallas doesn't lose at home, and that's a that's a uh, as, as healthy as you can be minus Cooper Rush. That's uh that's good news for the uh, the Cowboys, especially if Watson and, and Alexander can't go. Patriots' new coach is Gerard Mayo. Uh, it has been reported for quite some time that it's even in his contract that he would be Bill Belichick's successor. So coaching with. The Mike Vrabel thing uh, kind of threw a wrench into that, but uh, Robert Kraft sticking to his guns. Gerard Mayo was the coach in waiting, and he is taking over. Of course, he played in New England, and he's been one of Belichick's top assistants since 2019. He will now be the youngest coach in the NFL at age 37. Oh, can't say I, I knew that. 30s, well, I mean, McVay and all those guys, they were, but I guess they've... Well, those guys are 80 now. Yeah, He's got McVay by a month. They've grown up oh, a little really? bit. McVay's only 37? The only thing that scares me about Mayo... And look, a lot of this will be who you hire for your personnel guy. And this roster, you don't have Pro Bowls on your uh, on your offense at all. It just scares me a little bit that Mayo is a culture guy, and it's the culture of Bill Belichick. Where, and to this day and age, give me a guy that builds an offense. Give me a guy that builds a defense. Give me an X's and O's savant. That, that scares me a little bit if I'm doing that. I'm just chasing the past with a with a Bill disciple. I, I don't like that. And number one, Washington football coach Kalen DeBoer is leaving. He will be the new coach at Alabama. UW tried to keep him. They offered him seven years and over $9 million per year, but this one apparently not about money. Adding insult to injury, the Huskies lose Dylan Johnson and Roma Dunze. Uh, both are turning pro. And uh, two of their corners, including star Jabbar Muhammad, have already announced that they are transferring. Yeah, and, and now you're getting a lot of... Uh speculation that DeBoer didn't sign the contract extension because he knew he had one foot out the door. Maybe that's why he wasn't recruiting quite as well. Uh, Cam Cleland reported, former fan grade, Cam reported that about 25% of the team even bothered to show up to the meeting uh, where DeBoer announced you're now getting some players that are coming out on social media and taking shots. Um, The father of uh, the Otten brothers, you know, Kate Otten, the tight end for for, uh, Tampa Bay, his brother is on that team, and the Otten family is kind of a legendary Washington family. Their grandfather was Sid Otten that, that ran Tumwater for years and years, one of the finest programs uh, in, in Washington. They're kind of like a royalty in, in Washington football. Their grandfather came out and had a lovely statement today saying that DeBoer is a good man, but basically if anyone ever brings up culture, family, or loyalty from any coach again, I'll throw up in my mouth. It means spit in college football. So, I mean, you see this all the time, but there there seems to be a lot of uh, lot of hurt feelings and this idea that this is really going to set Washington back uh, See, I think a, that's, a that's this, the biggest thing. This, 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 the, this is really, a dark day. They're really pissed at how far back they're going to be yeah. especially compared to Oregon. Yeah. That's the root of this. How could you be so mad at a coach who leaves your school for Alabama yeah. after playing in the national championship game? Like, you don't think that's a possibility? Alabama? Yeah. Why are they so pissed at him? 
I, I think it was the idea is that there is now a belief, like I said, and you brought this up and, and, and now you're starting to see more people and we don't know and we'll never know, but you brought up the idea and it's gaining a lot of traction that Jimmy Sexton was planning this for the better part of a year. And that DeBoer went into this year knowing that if there was any, it's the Jonathan Smith thing that he went into the year knowing if there was success that you're gone. And so how much effort was put into building the program going forward, as opposed to you knew it was a swan song all along and you, you, you kind of left your players out to dry. How much truth of that? I say that's a lot of speculation. It is too. a lot of speculation, but, but it's, again, it, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I, I, I do feel like it makes sense. The idea that, Dan Lanning, back when he was talking about, you know, the A&M job opening, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it makes sense that Saban, they likely, Sexton likely knew Saban was leaving, mm-hmm. and that's why Lanning got his bag right then. Yeah. And that's why Lanning was so confident when he spoke about staying at Oregon. Yeah. Because it wasn't about the A&M job, it was about Alabama. And if he ain't going to Alabama, he's not going anywhere, yeah. right? DeBoer... Also a Jimmy Sexton client, because again, Jimmy Sexton's Nick Saban's agent. He did not do that. Nope. And I'm guessing Jimmy Sexton did go to Washington and said, hey, you better lock him up, because guess what's uh, on the horizon here? Alabama, and you guys are having a pretty good season. And they tried. Yeah, and, and DeBoer said no. So, you know, I do you blame a guy for keeping his options open? You know, I mean, like... I don't know. I get the whole loyalty thing, but it is college football coach. Yeah. I mean, what, how much do you expect? I, I don't know. How many times can you get stabbed I, by a coach before? Like, this is just I, college. It is. And I also have a hard time with people taking shots at, at any human being who is capitalizing and striking while the iron is the hottest. Yeah. I don't. Man, you would do the same thing. Yeah, but again, at the at the same time, this goes back to I never want to hear one of these dumb sons of bitches bitch about NIL and the transfer portal. Yeah. Because we freak out and we bitch and say that college football is ruined every time a kid leaves for the 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 the, the betterment of himself, and yet you got these coaches that stand in front of teams, and again, much like Coach Otten said, they preach loyalty and family and all this stuff, knowing that Jonathan Smith for Jonathan Smith went into that year knowing that he had one foot out the door, and it. Some people are saying that that is what happened here, and that's the rub. It's one thing to leave to take a better job; it's another thing to be in the middle of your season, a special season, knowing that it doesn't really matter what happens because I'm already gone. Hmm. And that that rubs. All right, I, I don't care who if you are. That's, that, that's true. That's it, it, and you, you will never know because the agent and the coach will always deny it. Uh, Mike Norvell also gets a big raise. He stays at Florida State. Another Jimmy Sexton guy. Eight years worth over $80 million. And Sark's working on his. Believe me. And that's the, the other part that pisses people off is that when one guy, when the Scott Boris of college football uses every one of these to just either move his... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Guy to where he wants to or to scare up raises for everyone else and force, you know, people to to pay through the nose. It's a it's a bad look. All right. There's your hot five at five. It's brought to you by Victorico's Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at Victorico's.com. Rob in the bank coming up next on the fan. Isaac and Souk are ready to predict this week's college and NFL outcomes with their usual laser-like accuracy. How about if I take your money and kick you in the balls three times? No. Is that a fair deal? A deep dive on the games that matter and some that don't. Football is football. Football's football. This is Roppin' the Bank with Isaac and Souk on 1080. Somebody's making money. The fan. I would like to point out that it is 16-3 Minnesota early ah. on in the Blazer game. So It was 11 to nothing, so they're... Well, actually, they're not making Bla- that Bla- Blazers making that comeback, are they? Hey, I got them on the money line. Let's go. I <laughs> know, oh, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, here are the records. We bet in units here, so a unit can be whatever you are comfortable with. Yep. It's your standard bet. If it's a dollar, and you bet with Souk all season, you are up $5. He is plus five units at... A record of 29 and 31, but the, what's helped you is you've won both of your 10-unit plays. Yeah, a couple big bets. We each have three 10-unit plays to utilize throughout the season. Okay, I am 22 and 20, and I am up two units. Buck is 46, 43, and 1. Down eight units, though, even with a winning record, because he lost all three of his 10-unit bets. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> Schultze, who is not here today... Five, five, and one, and down ten units. And Will Ortner has made one week of picks here. He is 0-3, minus ten units. And he's very bitter about it. Yeah, he's not happy. No. But, again, like yeah, you said, yeah. just Show make up, better man. picks. Yeah. All right, who wants to start? I'll start with mine. My best, uh, I'm going with a five unit. I thought about doing uh, one more ten unit, but I'm not. Okay. I'm going to go with a five unit. It's my big play of the week. Uh, and it's simply Kansas City. Okay. I think Miami is a fraud, and I know Kansas City has plenty of problems, but you, you brought up Tua's record in games below 45 degrees. He's dreadful. His numbers are dreadful. The Dolphins are dreadful. Warm teams, cold temperature, and this isn't cold temperature. We're, you know, we're going to be negative one before kick, and we're talking about possibly being negative 25 to 30 by the time this game rolls in. The Dolphins are are, are are in shambles. Xavier Howard's out. Mostert is beat up. Your O-line is beat up. Both of your edge rushers are out. You lost three linebackers last week. You're going to go to the Justin Houstons of the world. I'm sorry. Four and a half, no problem. I'll lay it. This has 21-13. This is a touchdown win for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs' run game in this temperature anywhere. They have the much better O-line. Um uh, so go ahead, give me give me Kansas City five units. They take care of the Dolphins. All right. By the way, just to let everyone know, uh, the games in this order beginning tomorrow: Cleveland favored by two in Houston. Uh, tomorrow night, Kansas City by four and a half hosting Miami. Then on Sunday, the first game at ten, we get Bills minus nine over the Steelers. Cowboys favored by seven 
over Green Bay, and then Detroit minus three at home over the Rams, and then Monday night, Eagles are still three-point favorites against Tampa. Uh, I have a teaser that I really like. I'm going to go with, uh, see, I, I don't count Miami out uh, quite yet because of, uh, well, several reasons. One, I think that the weather simply keeps this game close. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's just a trudge on both sides on offense. Yeah. But I also think Miami being a home run hitting team, I think they can hit a home run. If they hit a home run, I love this number in a teaser. Miami plus, uh, I guess it would be plus 11 and a half. So um, right now it's four and a half. I'll move the, no, I'm sorry, it would be 10 and a half. I move the spread six points. I'm going to do a six point teaser and I get Miami plus 10 and a half. So I think getting moving this line to two scores, I think Miami keeps it close because Kansas City's offense, I'm sorry, it's just not very good, period. And then the weather on top of that, I think, neutralizes Mahomes. I also think Miami can run on them. They did the first time. So I think Miami keeps this game close. So Miami plus 10 and a half is the first leg of the six-point uh, parlay. The second leg is, I think, teasing Dallas down. Dallas is going to beat Green Bay. I trust Dallas at home. Dallas is healthy way more healthy than Green Bay, and I don't like the Packers' defense. Uh, so I'm going to take Dallas uh, down to uh, minus one, and I'm going to do a five-unit, six-point teaser, Miami plus 10.5, Dallas minus one. My first play is I'm going to go with Dallas. I like them to cover the seven points. Why? They're at home. Jordan Love, rookie quarterback, notorious for having issues in the playoffs, right? Rookie quarterbacks, they do not fare well. They don't fare well against the spread. They have to go to Dallas. Dallas is a different animal at home. I think they're able to turn him over a couple of times. I think they're able to cover. Seven is a lot, but I do think they're able to win this game by 10 to 14, uh, and I'm going to do that for a two-unit play. Uh, my next one here, and this is merely based on the weather, and New Buffalo is better than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not a good team. I know Watt, and that's a big deal, but when you're talking about 25 to 60 mile an hour wind gusts, possibly having to move the game, I mean, the, the over-under went from 43, 44 down to 33 and a half, and I'm getting nine points here. I will gladly take the Steelers for a three-unit play. Pittsburgh will not win this game, but Buffalo plays with their food anyways and allows people to hang around. Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the NFL against the spread. They will find a way to keep this close. Nine points. I'll go ahead and grab that with a three-unit play. Pittsburgh loses, but they'll cover nine. I mean, gosh, if it really is 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts, you're probably talking about a 13-10 to 10 game, and I get nine points? I hear you. I think there's a lot of value in that, even though I hate Pittsburgh, especially with no uh, T.J. Watt. Pittsburgh <laughs> finds a way to, to keep games close, and Buffalo finds a way to keep teams in games uh here's buckley's uh he's gonna go so he he's playing on the weather thing he's gonna go three units on chiefs dolphins under he's got three units on bills Steelers under so he thinks the two really cold weather games are gonna go under um and he's got a six point teaser for five unis teasing the pittsburgh buffalo under down to 40 and the miami kansas city under down to 50 okay and yeah. then he's got a nine-point teaser. <laughs> he's got a nine. Well, you, if you do nine points, you have to you have to take three, three teams. teams. So he's teasing Buffalo down to minus, uh, or basically a pick'em. Yeah. Kansas City plus four and a half, and then Dallas plus two, <laughs> nine-point teaser for four. God, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm going to be on. Uh, I tell you what, this one I don't. I'm not as uh, in love with. 
because, you know, Hugh Offill came on yesterday. You missed it, but his big pick of the week is Cleveland. Yeah. But I think everybody's taking Cleveland. Seems I that think way. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to go Houston on the money line for three units. And the only reason I'm doing this is because, one, Joe Flacco, and two, Houston's, that's a good underdog, and they're at home. C.J. Stroud is good. D'Amico Ryans is good. I think their defense can hold up in this game. And the world is is piling on Cleveland. So I'll gladly take Houston. I'm not going to take two points. I'm just going to take them on the money line. I think they're going to win. All right. And my last one here, uh, I'm going to go three units. And this is merely uh, on I, I just I, I, the vibe and what you're hearing. Supposedly, Sirianni's coaching for his life. The, the, what you're hearing is that if, if he loses in Tampa Bay, he's out. And to me, when, when that, like, you're already one foot out the door. A.J. Brown is not showing up, apparently, to things. He's scrubbing his media account. I think it's getting really, really ugly there. Tampa's been in playoff mode for a while. Tampa's not a great team, but they're grinding. And I just think all the vibes in Philly are completely wrong. And I'm getting three points with the home team. And at this point, I'm not sure Philly should be favored by, against a good team. I think a playoff team against anybody, let alone a Tampa team that's been in playoff mode. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll go three units on the Bucks um, to win this. Yeah, I've got them as well. I'm going to go Tampa for a five-unit play. I love it. I, I think the Eagles are cooked. Uh, I thought they'd be one and done in the playoffs, and I didn't like the matchup against Tampa. I was like, oh, well, they can beat them. But I, I'm circling back to my original thought. I think they're done. They're, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Tampa Bay is the, is the better defense at home. Plus, getting points, you bet you I'll take five units on that as well. I'm going to go, uh, I'm agreeing with you, Rob, on Houston, but I am going to take the two points. I think CJ Stroud is the better quarterback, and I think this is where Flacco turns into the pumpkin, right? Uh, Cinderella story over, so I'm going to go with four units on that one. Then the last play, I've got the Rams plus three against Detroit. Detroit, much like Buffalo, they like to play with their food, they like to keep everything close. And at the end of the day, when it's a close game, who do I trust more? Do I trust Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, two guys who have shown that they can get it done and that they have done it before winning a Super Bowl together? Or am I going to trust Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, who, yeah, they've had success, but they haven't reached that mountaintop yet. I'm going to trust the Rams in that one, and I'm going to go for five units. There. That does seem to be the big sexy play is everyone is on the Rams. The Rams, yeah. Everyone. I kind of like Detroit. Screw it. I'm going to try to steal two units on Detroit. Small play, but I'll take Detroit minus three. I think they're going to win the game and then only laying the field goal. Hopefully it's by three, but maybe a touchdown. I do think it's going to be a close game, and I tend to agree with what Ortner just said. At the same time, there's something about Detroit. I think they can grind this one out and get this one done. So Detroit at home, huge day in that city. I think they win. So I'll put a two-unit play on that. Two other picks for Buck real quick. He is on Cleveland. Uh, minus two for two units, and the Cowboys minus seven for uh, two units. That is in the bank. It's a close race, boys. Oh, yeah. It's coming, down. Big playoffs. it's coming down to the wire. And I didn't get it in in time because the game had already started, but I would like to point out again my 10-unit uh, play of the Wolves minus 16. Hey, it, you know what? It's now 29 to 11. Oh, God. Uh, we'll see. The Blazers are... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. For a second half team, as you well know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying I wanted it for the record that I knew I couldn't get in before the start of the game. This was giving money away at 16. All right, coming up next, Joey Harrington joins us. What does he think of Dan Lanning staying and Kalen DeBoer leaving? Here's Will. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, Football Friday with our friend Joey Harrington. And man, this man was lamenting his lot in life last week. He was worried he would have to live in a world where the Huskies are the national champions. What a week for you. Not only do they lose, they get pummeled. They lose their coach, and you keep yours. And your Lions are in the playoffs. <laughs> Unbelievable. God, life is good. Uh, to quote to quote the uh, the great – what's it's, it's Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh. What's the dad's name? Jack. Jack. Jack, that's right. To quote the immortal Jack Harbaugh, <laughs> who's got it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, serious. Although I will push back a little bit and say, uh, what, what was the adjective you used? Uh, throttled. Uh, Washington. The, the score did not indicate. Yeah, it was close to me. Still, it was though. twenty. To, it was twenty to thirteen. It was twenty to thirteen in the like halfway through the fourth quarter with Washington driving and had that offensive tackle, that right tackle, not gotten the holding penalty on the, you know, the 40 yard ball up the sideline that they finally hit, you know, it took them all game. And then on the next drive, had he not gotten the false start and then another holding call, like they were, they were on the verge of tying that thing up at 20. And then all of a sudden a couple costly penalties, Michigan capitalizes twice because Washington's defense was just was worn out and, and the score ended up what it was, but that was, um, I'm still trying to figure out, and of course, very rarely is a quarterback going to come out and say, "Yeah, they beat us." It's you know, oftentimes, yeah, well, you know, we did we did it to ourselves. I'm trying to figure out those. I mean, because Penix missed four or five balls that game. That, I mean, are, <laughs> I mean, layups for him. 
I'm trying to figure out and and if that was Michigan doing it to him or him doing it to himself or the pressure of the situation. I, I still I I've still been kind of mulling that over and I can't quite come to a conclusion. Conclusion of of like whether that was physical, mental, of, Michigan involved. Is it more was it more Michigan? Was it more Penix? Yeah. Right? Did Penix just miss? Like he's like we did it to ourselves. Yeah. Did he just miss? Mm-hmm. Or did Michigan do something? Because okay, now let, let's acknowledge. I, I'm not sure what happened. You know, just repeated hits to the abdomen. Yeah. He was that, that fourth quarter. He was playing through something. Yeah, he the first three. He was, the first three. He looked fine physically. It wasn't until the end. Right. They got his ribs late. Yes. Right. So was it just the continual like? Here comes like they're they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. And. And he, you know, he, he started seeing ghosts. Was it a confusion? Um, you know, something that because it didn't look like he was confused. It didn't look like like they were the, the God, the one they missed in the first quarter where Dunes kept it up the seam yeah. and Penix wanted to come. Like it almost looked like I don't know. I don't know. I, st- I, I keep coming back to that. Did Penix and Washington just miss? Or did what? Or did Michigan rush them? Or maybe it's just a maybe. Maybe it's not a clean answer. Maybe it's a combination of both. Credit Michigan for doing it. Well, did you ever? I mean, you're a great guy to ask this question. I mean, did you ever ever have a game like that where you weren't necessarily getting hit every play, but you were just sped up, and that seeing ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, I, I mean, that's clearly what happened. I mean, Michael Penix is too good to just be that off, don't you think? I mean, I think you got to give all the credit to Michigan. Uh, but I see what you're saying. I mean, the, it seemed like uh, Suka and I were talking about this this week. It seemed like the Michigan DBs were confused a lot. There were plays to be made, yeah. but at the same time, if Penix is like you say, seeing ghosts or just being rushed, that's see, how you miss. The, but see, there's the point. Like Michigan's DBs, I agree, were confused. So part of me says it's not Michigan doing that. Yeah. It's Penix seeing ghosts and missing that ball. I mean, he, he had a corner route against cover two. Yeah. The guy was sitting, sitting down in the hole. And I'm, I'm talking about like, this is, this is Harry high school stuff yep. that you throw that ball. And he threw it five feet over his head. There was something that, and, and maybe it was the front seven. Maybe it was that pass rush, pass rush that got to him. Um, but something clear, whether it was the pass rush whether it was the gravity of the moment, whether it was something clearly got to him. Yeah, it's funny because stats are very misleading, and I forget who it was, but one of the defensive coordinator, I forget who it was, earlier this year was was talking, it was an NFL guy, but he said sacks are the most worthless stats in all of football. We look at sacks, like, oh, the guy's got 12 sacks. How many of those are impactful? Oh, we sacked him, you know, two times. Cool. I'd rather his whole point was I'd rather have 17 pressures and four knockdowns than I would five sacks. If that's, that's all you get. And the interesting part that Michigan only sacked him once, but Texas never sacked him statistically though. And and again, this can be a bit misleading, but Texas actually pressured him more than Michigan did. And you know, it's, it's, it's one of those that when I watched the Texas game, Penix had pressure up the middle all the time and and he handled it like an absolute rock star. I mean, just he couldn't have handled it any better. And then when I watch him against Michigan, and again, I don't know what the difference is. You'd have to talk to Michael Penix or or really sit down and try to watch the All-22. But when the pressure came up the middle against Michigan, his 
he didn't he didn't sidestep. He started trying to go backwards, and he was throwing off his back foot. And it just which is exactly takes me back to the point. Like maybe it was just Penix missing. Maybe like that 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 exact like that is literally the circle that I keep going in. Yeah. And I guess at this point though, like hey, <laughs> what's done is done, yeah. right? Michigan won, Washington lost. Yeah. Um, we have a coach, and apparently <laughs> Washington say. doesn't. So I was gonna say, that, you know this, what? Yeah, we're talking about this game. That seems like ages ago yeah. with the week we yeah, had. Exactly. I, I was talking to my yeah. buddy who's a diehard you know, Husky fan, and he was down at the game, and I was just talking to him today, and he was he, he was basically saying, I've never felt, as a Husky fan, I've never felt so high to so low in such a short period of time. And it's like, I mean, you really thought that you going into that game that they had a chance. I think most people thought that they knew that Michigan was probably the overall better team, but they felt like they had a chance. And then there was this notion of, okay, well, you know, we have DeBoer and, you know, it's, you know, a new era sort of thing. And then the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. I mean, it's, this is, this is about as high and low as you can get as a program. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't blowing smoke last week when I said that I thought that, that Michigan would win or excuse me, that that Washington would win. I, I mean, watching the way that Penix dealt with Texas and dealt with the pressure and those wide receivers, I mean, I, I genuinely thought they would. And then like somebody brought this to my attention. Washington is losing. They're starting quarterback. They're starting tailback. They're top three wide receivers and arguably the best wide receiver in college football. They're top two tight ends and two offensive, two of their five starting offensive lines. Yeah. Like that is, that's a gut punch. Like fine. Your coach leaves. Okay, but oh, great! We can just plug in a new coach with this, you know, with this veteran group of offensive. Oh no! Like literally, they are they are wiped. They are wiped out. Yeah, they lost two corners today to the transfer portal too. So yeah, I and mean, they were going to have to reset anyway, even with the board. But this is a whole bunch of. Re- I mean, it's a different reset when yeah. you don't know who's going to be your guy. And it's kind know. of the new age of college football, though. It's yeah. just this is what happens: the super highs where you can get better fast, and then the yeah. lows where everybody bolts. The rise and fall of college football programs, I think, is going to be going forward. It's going to be more like the NFL in that we have about a fifty percent turnover every year in. Uh, in playoff teams and you can rebuild a team in two years and in two years it can completely fall apart. I, I think that's coming to college. Well, watch Alabama. I mean, if, if Alabama gets gutted by the transfer portal and you know, DeBoer comes in there and, and you're playing in that schedule now, I mean, it's. And, it, and, and so here's the, what was the, what was the constant in all of, uh, in Alabama's run? What was the constant in all of it? Nick Saban. Exactly. What has been the constant in Georgia's run? Kirby Smart. Right. I truly believe, and you know, this this can take us into the the Dan Lanning. In this age, like you said, of of transfer portals, of coaches leaving, of NIL, of if you have a consistent guy at the at the top, yeah, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose guys to the transfer portal every year. But if you can establish a culture, if you can establish a winning culture, a way of doing things led by somebody who the players and the community and the university believe in, like that is going to be the most important thing. Well, aside from, you know, have physical talent, but like that's going to be the most important thing in this whole mess of college football, which is why, like, like that's, that's the thing for, for so many of us. It was like, 
when when Willie had a choice, he chose Florida State. When Mario had a choice, he chose Miami. When Dan had a choice, he chose us. Right? What does that say to what does that say to his players? What does that say to all the players around the country who are thinking of leaving? Right? Oh, I don't like this. You know, so the coach hates me. He does. You know, he's not going to play me. Where do I want? I want to go to work. Like that type of. I don't know. And look, Dan may or may not have had an offer. You know, like that's the thing I keep hearing too. Well, he wasn't actually offered the job. Well, I know for a fact that he was contacted about interest in the job, yeah. right? You know, whether or not he was offered a, a six-year, you know, $60 million contract is irrelevant. The fact that somebody reached out and said, do you have interest in the Alabama job? And he said, no, I like where I am right now. And I believe in the place that I am right now. Like that speaks volumes. That little video they put out, um, one, it was really well done. But uh, two things that they did there. One, they took what was 24 hours of holy hell, another catastrophe. And he turned it into a recruiting pitch with the yeah. one little line in that video. And I thought it was brilliant. Whoever put it in there. I loved it. it I was, loved it. It was brilliant. And it was, uh, you know, are, are you unsure of, of your coach? Are you unsure of your coach staying or leaving? Come play here. Cause I'm not going anywhere right. in I'm a world of, I don't have any stability in the world of college football. They just put up a big billboard across the country and said, we have stability. Come play here. That is a brilliant move to take what could be, yeah, coach waffling and you don't know how long he's going to be here to planting your flag and saying you come here you know what you're going to get i thought it was a brilliant move i i could not agree more I, I, and the thing too like as as you know you get past the i don't say euphoria but you get past like the excitement of and almost kind of like a relief like oh my god like is it happen is it seriously happening again <laughs> like but, and then you come to the, the realization, like, not only is it not happening again, but our coach turned down Alabama or said no. You know, fine. We won't say he turned down because you know, um, there was, you know, let's assume there was no offer. He still said no thanks to Alabama. I would rather be at Oregon. That. Like, did you ever think in your lifetime, like 20 years ago, that you would be sitting here and, and you know, if, if if Alabama offered Rich Brooks a contract, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just can't get over that. Like, he it's said crazy. no to Alabama because yeah. he wanted to be Oregon. Well, and that is thing, so fantastic. It, it is. One thing that um, seems to be a, a common thread in all of this Alabama talk is Jimmy Sexton. You know, he, he's the power agent who represented Nick Saban. And it's interesting to me that all of his clients <laughs> were the ones on the Alabama list. People got paid. And Dan Lanning is a Jimmy Sexton guy. So, yeah, you know that. And why wouldn't they want Dan Lanning? I mean, a young, energetic guy building a, a, a something great at Oregon, at least it seems. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot to like about him. So, you know, he was at least, like you said, at least. Uh, approached w with the whole Jimmy yeah. Sexton connection. And the other thing too, this says is Oregon 
the program has come a long way. They're taking good care of him behind the scenes. Yeah, there's some talk of maybe some Nike stock being involved. And, you know, uh, they're like, taking good care of him. Stick around, and, hey, and it's more than just a $20 million buyout. That's what yeah. you got to do. I'm sure I'm sure he's got a dry fit or two. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. probably got like a, yeah. you know. Maybe some shoes. A, yeah. a pair of sneakers, some Cortez or something that they gave him. Like, hey, you know, thanks so much. Like, I, I really appreciate it. But the guy's already almost achieved legendary status at Oregon and he's only been there for two years. And like, he's won nothing. People love him. <laughs> and I was and, about and I, to say that. I totally get it. And he, and he actually hasn't, he hasn't won a conference championship and he hasn't beat Washington. Like that is, that's really, um, and I think that says something like the talk with Mario was always like, well, oh, he's got to win, you know, he, he got to win a championship. He got to win a championship. There's something about, and, and and this is why, like, there's something about Dan's personality. There's something about his approachability. There's something about his, um, you just believe him. You believe him when he talks. Right? You you believe in him. Like, there there isn't, very rarely, you know, outside of the, outside of the, you know, I would say the best conferences after games. Do you get, or I should say, you get a lot less coach speak with Dan Lanning than you do with some of the other guys, right? You get genuine, like, here's what I feel, and I'm going to share it with you. And not only am I going to share it, but when the time comes, I'm going to back it up. Like, that. that's like, and so I think he's given, he, he said he's earned this legendary status. Yeah, he, he hasn't won a conference championship yet. But he's connected with the community, and he's connected with the players, and he's connected with the alumni in a way that that I, I can't think of a coach. I mean, I, I, I honestly like Chip didn't. Obviously, Willie didn't. Mario, you know, Helfridge did, but only because you know so many of us played when he was a GA there. Like, but still, like he's connected to this community in a way that no other coach has. And that, that is something that's, that's really special. This is our friend, Joey Harrington, courtesy of mods PDX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When we get back, let's keep talking about this topic. I, I have a question about Dan Lanning moving forward that was asked on the show yesterday. It's a good question about expectations for him. And if you're just tuning in, Kalen DeBoer is headed to Alabama. So we'll have more with Joey Harrington coming up next on The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington. You were talking about Dan Lanning connecting. And, you know, I, I, I've got two questions here that came up yesterday on the show that I want to pitch to you. The first one is somebody, a friend of mine asked me, they said, 
you know, because I was talking about Lanning already kind of feeling like a legend at Oregon and he hasn't won anything. Where, how do you rank, take Lanning out of it because he's not there yet, but the Bilotti's, the Chips, uh, Rich Brooks, I mean, Helfrich played for national championship. How do you power rank the past Oregon coaches in terms of legendary status? Ooh. I mean, if we're, if we're going off like legendary status, I take that to mean some sort of like something the most. above, like, you know, I won't use the phrase godlike, but like that, you know, well, that aura that, you know, and, and the way that Chip revolutionized football, really, like he was, he changed the game of football. Uh, in a way that, I, you know, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a list of, you know, five to ten other guys that have done to the game what Chip did. And the fact that he did it at Oregon. Um, but Bilotti found him. I know. I know. I know. But I think that I, – I think you use the term legendary, and so I think that that guides me to Chip. Um, you know, I, I think that – you know, if we're using words like foundational and if we're using words like, um, you know, the backbone, like that, that is Bilotti. Yeah. Um, okay. I got you. Oh, okay. So I, who is the I, most important? Oh, man. Now you combine the two. Um, <laughs> exactly. Bilotti. It's probably Bilotti, right? I think it is. I think Bilotti, be, you know, because a lot, you know, a lot of people were. I don't say there's there's recency bias, right? But but uh, you know people. Oh well, you know you guys started these. You know that back in the there, there's there's the young, super young generation that says, oh yeah, well things started with Chip and and well actually no that they, they didn't. And then there's the middle generation that's like, oh so you things started with you guys in 2000 2001. It's like actually no they they didn't. Things started like this whole thing started with Musgrave. And Bilotti, you know, Rich Brooks was the head coach, but Bilotti was the coordinator. Like, Bilotti got that offense going. Like, this was a 1988-89 beginning. And so if you're going to say the most important, that – call it – when when did Musgrave come? 86, 87. So we'll call it a 15-year stretch that Bilotti built the foundation of what this turned into. You know, starting with finding the guy from Grand Junction, Colorado, you know, and going to the first bowl game and then, you know, taking the and then going to the Rose Bowl and then taking over head coach and going back to the Cotton Bowl and then turning it into our recruiting class, which became, you know, back to back Pac-10 championships and, you know, BCS. And then that turned into the controversy of not being included, which gained us more visibility in the billboard. Like he literally like built this thing and, and then he found Chip. And then he said, Chip, it's yours. Now run. Yeah. Right. So I think I think that at least in my opinion, if you're gonna say who is the most important to what it is right you know, to, to it's it's gotta be Bilotti. Yeah, I think so too. Now that leads to the next question, which is how does Lanning crack this? You know, I mean, he people already love him. He's already stiff armed Alabama, which Probably means he'll be here a while. I mean, I mean, yeah. short of the Georgia exactly. job, 
What's like, that? Who's gonna? Who? What other job is there gonna be that co- that comes along where it's like, yeah, cool, I'm gonna bounce rope. Yeah, I think the Georgia job would maybe scare some people, but I also think that would have to open at the exact right time where he's unhappy or they're they're peeing in his pot about his contract or something's going on. Yeah, there's no singular job that can come yeah. up that in a vacuum is he's better leaving. than the Alabama job. If he would ever leave, right. you're right. It would just be a confluence of, of, of time and job, but there is not a better, there's not a better job in America than Alabama. So he'll be here a while. It seems that's the best part about all of this is that it's felt like right. it was happening again. And 24 hours later, like, Oh my God, not only is he staying, this is our guy for a long time. Everybody's got confidence in right. him. But my, the next question becomes, what does he need to do moving forward? I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get over the hump, and he has not each of the last two years, how how many more years of grace does he get if that keeps happening? Or 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 maybe even more general, what are his expectations? Is it title or bust moving forward for Dan Lanning? Define hump. Well, I think I think the, the goal I think is playing for a title. Yeah, playing at least at least get your get the opportunity. I mean, Chip played for a title. Helfrich played for a title. I mean, I hate to say, it, I think that's the sp- the standard. Bloody should have played I mean, for a title, I, for, for sure. I mean, you you said hump though, and I immediately thought, well, he's got to be Washington. No, what right? is that? And beating Washington would have, you know, therefore it, it would have been if this, then you know, if you yeah. beat Washington, then you're playing for a title. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't, but I don't think expectations have been any different. Right, I, I don't think those are new expectations. You know, I, I think that's that's the expectation every every year now, and I don't think I don't know. I don't, I don't think anything has changed. I can't envision with with the and, and and maybe things will be different in the Big Ten, right? I can't envision a scenario with this new energy of the college football playoff that Oregon is not in the mix over the next, you know, however many years now, do they need to win a a big 10 championship? I don't know. Do they need, you know, what if they get into the playoff and lose in the first round four straight years? Like, I I don't know, but, but I can't imagine a scenario right now you know, if it was if it was the old setup, you know, four teams, you got to win a conference championship to get into to get into that playoff. Then, then I'd say, yeah, you you, you got to win that conference championship. I don't know what that's going to look like when the when the you know when the tournament expands to twelve. Yeah, it doesn't really right? matter. You the have, route, you know, it just I, exactly get into the exactly. Final. So it's like I I don't know what the what the what the marker is, you know, you can say, well, Mario won a conference champion. You know, Mario won one, Mario won two. I think one of them didn't really count because it was in COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rose Bowl, though. But yeah, exactly. Like you have something tangible because it produced a Rose Bowl. Because right, like that, that, that something that, that carrot. Therefore, produce. You know, you win the conference. Therefore, you get into the. You know, you beat Washington this year, you get into the playoff. I can't imagine a scenario where Oregon doesn't get into the playoff over the next few years. I think maybe, like, I, I don't know. So it's tough for me to answer that without seeing how the college football landscape is going to change with this expansion. Yeah. What I'm getting at, though, is, like, you go to Alabama, 
you're expected to win championships. I mean, Kalen DeBoer is not going to get time to work through some kinks. At Oregon, even though the program has gotten to a place where it kept its coach over Alabama, you still have this, hey, we're just, we're happy to have you keep building it. And we're, you know, he doesn't, in other words, Dan Lanning doesn't necessarily have to win a title. They love him. Well, but do you think, but do you think, and, and, and maybe I'm just off on this. Do you think if Alabama goes to the playoff each of the next you know, five of the next six seasons, but doesn't win a championship. Do you think they'd fire Kalen DeBoer? No, I don't think they'd fire him, but I think there would be heat. Well, look at, I look no further than Ryan Day. Ryan Day stepped in, played for a national title, was a field goal away from beating Georgia two years ago, thumped Michigan year after year. And he's had two years now where they just, they've been one game away. And by the way, they were driving to beat Michigan this time and they had the interception and now dude, half that fan base wants Ryan day gone. And yes, I do think next year, Ryan day, if he doesn't make the playoff, I do think Ryan day can be fired. So I don't know if you make the playoff every year, you get fired, but dude, there's different expectations. They fired Ed Ogeron's ass two years after winning a national title. Gene Chizik was fired two or three years after winning a national title. Look, it, it doesn't take long down there in SEC Paul Feinbaum world for for you to go from the, the penthouse to get your ass out of town. Well, in the immortal words of Ron Burgundy, as I seem to reference quite often on this show, that's just dumb. Yeah. No, that wasn't Ron Burgundy. That was Ricky Bobby. That's, that's just, just dumb. dumb. Well, it happens quickly down there, and I do think that is DeBoer's. He's stepping. He's into a it. great coach, but man, he doesn't. I mean, this is going to be tough. He, he has but won at every but level. But, okay, but, but here's the different. thing, though. In 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 in, Suk, in both of those situations, whether it's or- Orgeron and Chizik, they went from championship to not in the picture. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Right. They went from cha- they went from championship to six and five. My point is, if Kalen DeBoer has them in the playoffs. Like that's not if Ryan Day has Ohio State in the playoffs, like that's what saved Jim Harbaugh's job. Jim Harbaugh was sitting there and they said, you can't beat Ohio State. You can't beat Ohio State. We're going to fire you. And he says, hold on, give me a pay cut and give me another year. I can do this. And then he put him in the play in the playoffs. That playoff is the playoff. That playoff birth was what playoffs convinced or or gave Harbaugh extra life and they went to the playoff again and it's like hell yeah this guy's awesome and then they won it like that's the thing like that's my point is like with the expansion of this playoff I almost feel like that's the magic hey you got to play off every single year I like, don't, I don't know because the, with the new expansion we don't know anymore what the old expectation was if, if you make the final four no one can bitch you can't bitch about being in the final four same thing in college basketball, but we know that at some places, let's take Kansas basketball. If Bill Self makes it to the big six or makes it to the sweet 16 every year and that's all he does, that ain't good enough for Kansas. It's not good enough for North Carolina. So what we don't know is how fan bases and how ADs are going to view about you being the 10th or 11th team in the playoff area. Cause that means you have two losses. That means you didn't win a conference title. And is that good enough? And, and and we may not know for a couple of years, but I have a just a I have an idea that in four or five years for programs like Washington or I, I think maybe even Oregon, I think for those programs making the playoff, you're safe as kittens. You keep getting extensions. I'm not certain at Bama, at Ohio State, at LSU. I'm not certain about going 10 and two, being the 11th or 12th team in getting bounced in the first round 
two or three years in a row, I am not certain that that is going to be good enough. And I and, and there's only one way to know. We'll find out. But I just something tells me that's not going to be. I have a name for you. Yeah, Frank Rob. Solich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude, Rob. he he did good. He did great. Uh, taken. No, I'm serious. Taken over for uh, no. Tom, Osborne. Tom Osborne. He did great. No, and they, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Rob, he's right. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but yeah. I think he's right. Yeah. And it's stupid, this, it's stupid of those fan bases. That is, that is dumb. This, but like that's that's the that's like because I, I I'm I'm still thinking of the playoffs. Like you're right, it's the final four. Yeah. Like that 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 is what the playoff berth is in the existing format of college college football. But you're right. Like you're essentially expanding it to you know it's not sixteen, it's twelve, but yeah. like to the sweet sixteen. Yeah. And that's that's different. Yeah, dang it! You're right. Wow. Kalen DeBoer will be at Alabama for how long? Fast answer. Go. I, less than five years. I'm serious. Less yeah. than five years, and it's not because he's not a good coach. Four, he's a great coach. Four four years. Yeah. Okay. Three years. Same. I would agree. If if you said it, at, if you said it at four and a half, get that money, and it sucks. I would take the under. Yeah. All right. Um, Gosh, your Lions, the playoffs, we didn't even get to talk about any of it. Yeah. It's been that kind of week. We didn't even talk about Belichick. It's unbelievable. Bella who? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? Yesterday's news. <laughs> Real, literally. Yeah. I, I, hey, I, just, like I, just like I remind my boys every night before I go to sleep, don't forget your dad beat Tom Brady. Now <laughs> I'm going to say don't forget your dad beat Bill Belichick. That's right. Yes. All right, we'll mm-hmm. leave it there. That one time, we'll leave it there. Thank you. Talk to you next week. All right, Joe Harrington, courtesy of Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Okay, so Nick Saban, this is going to be a little sportsy, but also a little clubby to kick off the club, okay? Nick Saban had a, has a statue outside of Alabama's mm-hmm. uh, field. Brian Denny Field, I think it is. I have a list of the top 11 strangest things that were placed at the feet of that statue upon the death of Nick Saban. It got cream pied. That's oh, no, next oh, no. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.